0: Well, hey, friends, I'm Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. It's so good to have you on here with me today. And today I want to talk about setting a standard of integrity. And this is involved in every aspect of business and any organization that you're leading. Yesterday, we talked about leading a volunteer army. And uh, actually, the day before, we talked about that. And uh, yesterday, we we talked about attitude. And today, we're going to continue in that vein of conversation about leadership and what that means. And specifically, setting the standard for yourself. Because we talked about that it is all about You. You are the only one that you have the ability to control. Everyone else is not going to do always what you want them to do. And so, how do you lead an all-volunteer army? Well, you do that by taking responsibility. You do that also by having an attitude that enables you to be positive and to reflect positivity, which comes from a groundedness in your relationship with God. And then— the next thing that you should do is set a standard for yourself of integrity and model that standard for others so that it can be caught. For example, being the starfish and Neil Anderson. Neil Anderson outlines the Starfish Wellness Advocates Creed, and he has six things that are outlined that are very important for the the new wellness advocates who's building a business. Things like... I will always be extremely coachable. I will always be positive. I will always work hard and smart. I will always study hard. I will always level with people, and I will always find a way. So these are standards. These are a commitment that you're making with your leader, the person that's mentoring you. And the mentor, likewise, will set a standard. And he'll say, or she will say, I will always believe in my team. I will always be positive. I will always level with you and I will always level with my team. I will never ask anyone on my team to do something I'm not doing or haven't done a million times, and I will always find a way. The, the core foundational thing that, that I come away with this is I will always find a way. When both parties are always looking, are committed to finding a way, things get done. Uh, there's just the standard that is set. And this is something that infiltrates your team when you begin to speak with, from this kind of standard. Um, another standard that is outlined in making the first circle work by Randy Gage is a standard of always doing the right thing. And In an organization, uh, you've got to operate all of you from core qualities, core principles that are ingrained into the culture. Your organization, your organization's culture is being developed right now. Your business its culture is being developed. Even if it's just you, you are the one responsible for developing your business's culture. But if you have one or two people, it starts with the culture between you and that other person, and and that takes communication. Uh, So some of the standards that are outlined here that are suggested, and I love them. First of all, is your word good? Can I be trusted to be giving a honest word to someone else or to myself? Do I honor copyrighted material and, uh, or am I making counterfeit copies? So we always want to honor copyrighted material and always do things with the right intention. Because if I'm not honoring copyrighted material, how can I expect someone else to do that? Are you abiding by all local laws and paying your taxes? So this is, again, a standard for yourself and a standard for others. But first, it starts with you. Do you respect other distributors or other wellness advocates' guests at open events and make sure they sign up with the person who has invited them? In other words, are you cross-recruiting or are you recruiting honestly and fairly? That's really, really important. Can you sleep at night knowing that you have set that standard for yourself? And if you haven't, I encourage you to make that right. I encourage you to make that right because it takes guts and courage to do that, but it's important that you do. And, uh, and it's all right to apologize and make it right. Find a way to make it right. Are you paying for the marketing materials and events? And is your check good? In other words, are you bouncing checks? Or are you being honorable with your finances? Being honorable with the people's materials that you're using. Do you respect the sanctity of marriage vows, both yours and others? So, keeping the marriage vow sacred. A lot of times there's men working with women, women working with men, and it can be incredibly awful and detrimental to a team if you or someone else violates their marriage vows. So that's really core and foundational. I mean, Ten Commandments really can be used as a foundation for your business. And then, do you keep your product claims and testimonials to, the, to those approved by the company. In other words, are you following the company guidelines, to being compliant? Are you res- representing your own income and your company's earning potential accurately and honestly? These are just some things that he suggests to set the standard for your team in the book Making the First Circle Work. And you know, there's always going to be bad seed. There's always going to be people that will not comply with that standard. And to be honest with you, if you have a set standard those will be rooted out because those people are going to find it very intolerable to be around an atmosphere or a culture like that because they're going to try to get away with stuff and they're going to actually feel really bad about themselves and they're personally going to take themselves out of that team if they feel like they're not really gelling with those people. And so it's important when you set the standard, that is the easiest way to root out bad seed in your team another setting the standard that that we practice at home is in, it's a different way of raising kids rather than punishing our kids for doing something that they did wrong we first set the standard for how we would like them to live we we communicate expectations and we expect them to live up to that standard in our home as long as they're in our home as long as they're under our care then we expect them to live by that standard and when and they know it does it's not difficult because they know in their heart that they when they aren't living by that standard all we have to do is mention it in a very calm way we don't have to get angry we don't have to get frustrated we can just very clearly have a conversation with them hey listen you know the expectation in our home is this and what you did this behavior did not meet that expectation and so i i you know there's going to be consequences to that and people If they understand the consequences of their behavior, they're going to own it. They're going to be more likely to own it and take responsibility for it. And the same with kids. Kids that are teenagers, even younger kids than that, preteens, they understand standards. It's important for all of us to have standards. The Bible is very clear about standards. Sometimes we can get a bad reputation about standards and we can be not grace-filled in our standards um, and more punishment-based. But that doesn't have to be that way. And that's certainly not what I'm advocating here. I'm advocating grace, but there's a certain bit of relief for you as a parent and as a leader of a team. It, when you set a standard for yourself and for your team, there's a, a lot of communication that doesn't need to happen. As long as you're communicating these things up front and you're consistently following through and reminding everyone. That's why the Israelites were, were, were writing things on the tablets of their heart. That's why they were writing things on their doorposts. And that's, that's why they had things, so they could be reminded of the standards. And if you need that, write those standards out for you and your team and communicate about that. Be clear about that in your webinars, in your team calls— In your day-to-day mentoring calls with people, remind them of what the standard is. Set the standard and be reminded and remind others of that standard because that is the best way to remain drama-free. I can guarantee. I know one of the things that Dave Ramsey does in his organization is gossip is complete, not at all tolerated. It's very clear that if you're upset with someone, you go to that person, and if that person does not listen or will not listen, then you you and that person go to a superior, but you don't talk about people behind their back. You don't b- bicker. You deal with the issues and you have confrontational conversations. I love that. That's very clear in Dave Ramsey's organization, and I'm not even in his organization, but I know that. That's a way that you can keep your organization drama-free, because we can't stand drama in our team. I certainly don't put up with it, and I, I wouldn't want you to either. So, the best recipe for being drama-free is to communicate clear standards in your organization and expectations of one another so that there's no question what's expected in the culture of the company. And ultimately, we can live with abundance. There's no need to compete. There's no need to uh, consider others outside of your organization as rivals. But if you're acting with honesty and loving others on other teams, other organizations, other businesses, you're able to do that better when you come from a place of abundance. Because the Lord says very clearly in Deuteronomy, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall you be. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl in Deuteronomy 28. And that comes from being faithful to obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do his commandments that he commands, and the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And so that's your mission that's your calling that's where your that's your center where you're coming from because of what Christ did for you you can now live in full abundance and there's no need to compete it's a good thing friends i hope this has been encouraging to you please if it is share about it in the courageous community at courageouscommunity.com and the facebook group for now that's it for me i'll be back with you again on another episode of couragecast